Did you know that Delaware has endless discoveries? The first state invites you to explore miles of beaches and boardwalks, dozens of unique breweries, award-winning restaurants, some of the country's best state parks, beautiful garden estates, and even tax-free shopping. There's plenty of fun for the entire family and more. Find trip ideas and all the info you need to plan your Delaware discoveries at visitdelaware.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, y'all. It's Bay Bay Jay here to remind you guys about our move to Spotify. So this show, along with all your other LPN favorites, is going exclusive to Spotify on Valentine's Day 2020. That means you'll only be able to listen to this episode future episodes and our entire back catalog of shows over on Spotify starting on February 14th. So if you haven't tried Spotify, it's free and easy to download and use on any device. No credit card needed. Just download the app, search for your favorite LPN shows on Spotify, and listen to all of our episodes like you normally would. No matter what kind of account you choose, you can always download for offline listening for free. This show and all your favorite music in one place, what are you waiting for? Listen to the last podcast network free on Spotify. You know, it's just every week, every week with this show. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if if we're just a, a glutton for punishment I, because I'll never stop watching the show. I'll never stop watching Riverdale. Guys, welcome to Riverdale Roundup. It is Riverdale season four, episode 11. Uh, it's just it's you know what? I asked for this last episode. I asked for it to get nuts again. And you know what? It did. Yeah, it definitely, I think that they were kind of trying to make up for lost time, but I, I lost myself in a train of thought about will I ever stop watching Riverdale, and I think that the answer might be, I, I could imagine a world, you know, because they, they test me, Riverdale. We are being tested, and you know what, I, I, I'm here, I'm in the cult, I'll never, I know that I'll never stop. Even if we, I, I know that I would never stop watching this because we've invested so much. I have to see where all of this is going because last week it was normal teenager stuff again. And this week they blew it all out of the water. They did. They were, they were like, it was like they listened to our episode and they were like, oh yeah, we forgot about Charles and his serial killer uh, PowerPoints. You know, I'm going <laughs> to personally think that we should take credit for that because I really think they forgot about it and then they brought it back. I think that they have forgotten about a lot of things. Like every once in a while, I love, honestly, you know what? I'll always give them mazels on how they pepper in the Black Hood storyline and reminding us yet again. Because it's like, I do. There's so much that happens that I forget. Now, I, I don't mean to jump ahead, but I feel that I cannot continue until I say this. What 
is happening with the underground tickle tape ring that happens to exist in Riverdale. I think that the, th- the thing about Riverdale, if you really want to blow your fucking mind when you watch Riverdale, here's what you do. You watch it and you remind yourself that the majority of the people watching this show are like... I don't know, 15 and under. And and then you, add, you remind yourself that the writers know that. Uh, and then the third question you ask yourself is why? Why are they doing this? Because why, why do they have a tickle fetish ring on this show that's like, it'd be like if Saved by the Bell had a tickle fetish ring. It's just like, this is, this is a show for 12-year-olds, you know? Why are they? I just, I, I the second that it happened, I had to pause it. So I usually watch the show with Got Daddy, but he's out of town, so I'm watching by myself. And I immediately started texting him. I was like, I was like, guess, 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 guess. I was like, I want you to start guessing about what's going on with Kevin's plot line right now. What I like is that he had guessed that maybe it had something to do with he becomes a thruple with Cheryl and Titi. I said no, but I would love to see that. Um, so I'm just throwing that out there, Riverdale writers. <laughs> I would definitely love to see that. Um, but I um, I never in my wildest dreams would have thought that when he was going on a grindum date with this fellow that he goes immediately to his hotel room with and they're hooking up. And it reminded me of a scene of the assassination of Gianni Versace. Which, again, I'll never say it enough that you should be watching The Assassination of Johnny Versace. But then he goes, um, can you make a... He's like, do you want to make a videotape? And I was like, oh, no, Kevin, don't make a videotape. We all... I've... I mean... I've never been burned by them, but I'm scared because I know they're out there. And he's like, no, I have made one before. And then he's like, but have you ever been tickled during the tape? Which, have you have you seen the documentary Tickled? No. Man. I watched <laughs> the documentary Tickled, and I followed in the, this dude that made these. It's a similar situation, except he uses the Tickle tapes as a way uh, for, it's like blackmail down the line. Oh. And he blackmails them or, or, and says, if you don't do what I say, I'm going to put out this tape. Even though, again, they have their clothes on while they're getting tickled, it, but it is still for fetish sites. And a lot of people don't want anyone to know that they got paid money to get tickled on a tape, which never, I will say, I hate being tickled so this is not my thing whatsoever and watching people on the tapes getting tickled makes me uncomfortable and now i'm just thinking like well so now fangs is wrapped up into it and there's a tickle tape fetish ring that lives in riverdale and is it going to be a plot line that they let go probably probably but i'm still (laughs) blown away right this is the question will it will it live after this day um and you know, obviously there's lots of I, I have like liked I love throughout Riverdale how queer it is and how they just have like in season one, they started with Kevin and Kevin was like cruising in the woods. And I thought that was like so awesome that they were like, here's this like, you know, gay teenage boy. And he's like making out with people in the woods. And I was like, this is great. This is awesome. Except for the fact that it's always about the woods. It's always when they're going. It's like, you know, that also gay teens don't have to just go in the woods right Riverdale especially since Riverdale is like yeah it's like a town with like a number of like underage uh clubs as also happens in this episode but uh but but yeah so it's not like I'm like oh they shouldn't do like 
sex things because kids watch it they totally should um and no, i love for sure. how and i love how much gay sex there is in riverdale i think it's wonderful and I, and in general the amount of sex in riverdale is perfect it's uh, great they did up that a little bit this episode which i was happy about i figured they start they started i was like oh jackie will be you can check that off the thank list thank god <laughs> oh, thank god oh, my steamy teen scenes but yeah, I just feel like a um, yeah a tickle fetish videotape ring is an is an escalation that I wasn't anticipating. <laughs> it always goes way far past anything we could ever imagine. It's but then that's the problem. This is why I love Riverdale. It it blows my mind. But then so in the same vein, like this is a side plot line of everything else that's happening in this episode. Let's. Talk about Betty and her quiz show antics, which were you ever I was on this team called the Quiz Bowl in middle school and high school. Did you do any of these kind of things? My entire knowledge of uh, high school quiz competitions comes from Saved by the Bell. So, like, I'm sure that it happened. (laughs) I'm not sure that it happens on a game show set. But no, I know that, that is that is a, it is a thing that high schoolers do. But do they do it on a fucking game show set for no. some reason? I don't think so. I don't know why they were treating it as if they were on the prices right. But um, it had definitely had great color appeal on the set. And I was into that. I thought that was fun. But think of about the host. Does that host just get paid to be the host of high school quiz bowl <laughs> Television was it being filmed? It appeared to be on a soundstage, but it was like a high school quiz competition. There were cameras, but if you notice, there was no one running the cameras. So I think that maybe it was just. <laughs> or I had I also had a set like that for our morning announcements. So maybe it's like a high school, like oh we're going to show it because uh, because whenever Betty wins the quiz bowl, she comes into the high school and everyone's cheering her on (laughs) no one gave a fuck in fact the fact to the point that i hid that i was on the quiz bowl because i was like i'm a nerd i am a (laughs) nerd person because i'm like i like to study trivia in my spare time i just feel like when it comes to the riverdale like inconsistencies like that it's like there's a whole staff of people whose job is to like construct design and construct the set for the quiz bowl and like are is there somebody who's gonna be like Oh, do we want cameras there? All right, is there going to... But are do we need, like... Are there actors going to be standing behind the cameras? Because is it, like, a set of, like, a TV show being filmed? Like, and then at some point, somebody's just like, fuck it, we don't don't need to worry about that. Just get the cameras, you know? Just get the cameras in. The people will figure it out. And, yeah, I guess, you know what? Let people who aren't even competing be on the set. Like, when Brett comes in to watch her perform to like psych out Betty when she's in their uh, semifinals, which they decided at the end of the last episode that they were going to start participating in the quiz show. So Betty is doing this, of course, to take down Stonewall Prep's team because apparently the captain... I just, this is just... <laughs> I don't know why the college thing is pissing me off so much. So essentially Jughead sets it up so that in the finals against Stonewall Prep, that if Betty wins for Riverdale because she's the captain of the quiz show team, then she gets automatically accepted (laughs) into Yale. 
It's like, uh, I really feel like this is the type of plot I would have written when I was like 10 and I just watched Saved by the Bell constantly. And I was like, oh, I'll write an episode. If you win this soccer game, then you get to be a millionaire. And, you know, like it's like that type, it's that level of like plot. It's just the, it's, it's just, it's just your, 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 your admittance to Yale, uh, it lies on one person. Also, along the college admissions line, when Charles is like, "Oh, I have a friend who teaches criminal y- law at Yale." Oh, his I'll mentor. Find out, his mentor, please. His mentor. I'll find out why you weren't <laughs> admitted. And then, like a day later, he's like, "Okay, so I found out why you weren't admitted." <laughs> and also, a teacher at a university can does has no fucking clue <laughs> why someone wasn't admitted just because you work there doesn't mean anything yeah everyone who you works work at for yale. a school system <laughs> they're all on the every professor at yale the entirety uh of the university they're all on the admissions um team as well and they have immediate access to everybody's files and they wrote down won't admit her because she is the daughter of the black hood which bad press i really feel like wouldn't that be good press for your school? That's what I thought of. So Betty wasn't allowed into Yale because her, she's the daughter of the Black Hood. But the Black Hood is dead, so it's not like that he's going to haunt the campus. And also, doesn't it make y'all look like you have open minds of like, yes, we are going to accept this person because... Just because your daddy is a serial killer doesn't mean baby is a serial killer because they don't know about her serial killer. Genes. Yeah, in fact, it does mean you're a serial killer, but it they does, don't know actually. that. They don't know that. Yeah, this is actually a very interesting question. There, I saw a 2020 episode about the daughter of the BTK killer, and she's Ooh. like, yeah, it's totally uh, weird being the daughter, famously the the adult child of the btk killer so surely being the child of a serial killer probably does come with some real um you know kinks in terms of going about your normal life but for sure but i yeah i don't find that to be the most believable aspect of the college admissions process as portrayed by riverdale no but of course there's many parts of this plot line that we are that we are not bringing up the fact that alice cooper betty cooper's mom got her the questions and the answers and left it in her dressing room that she had for the quiz show <laughs> and then what is best betty too but she she doesn't need the answer she wants to win fair and square so she rips them up and she throws them in the trash can of said dressing room she's smarter than this She's smarter than this. She knows that someone's going to go looking into that trash can. Why didn't she get rid of it? I think this is a plot line. I think that this is where, like, there's a reason. You see, this is where I think you're giving too much. You're being too generous. Like, she rips it into, like, four pieces so that that it could be, like, easily reconstructed. And they're like, look at this. We put the puzzle back together. Yeah, I think that, uh, I mean, definitely I was like, uh uh-oh. When uh, when Cheryl and Veronica were like, it's like she knows the answers before they even ask them. I was like, "Uh uh-oh. Yes. But, I mean, maybe unless... And so you're do you think it's a plot line that Betty knew Betty's playing some sort of long game using her serial killer brain? I think it's her serial killer brain doing a long game because it is because Brett went into her room to do that. And I feel like she knew he was going to do that. 
And I think that this is part of the long con to get Brett. That, like, I don't know what she's going to do. But she's she's going to get shifty at getting at him. Because now she's trying to take him down. Even though I dare say that Jughead is being almost worse to her than Brett is being right now. Because Jughead, right after their species spicy sex... Which, ugh, they're in the top of a twin bunk. Have you ever had sex in the top of a twin bunk? It's difficult. <laughs> I know that they're very tiny, but I don't think that matters. I know as a fat person, I was like, oh, it's just because I'm fat, but I don't think so. And also, it seems to be maybe before school, but I thought that Stonewall Prep was like 30 minutes away from Riverdale. I just kept thinking, Betty, you're going to be late to school. I mean, I guess sometimes you just got to get up really early. And sex means more. But also, while having sex... Jughead finally told her that he got accepted into Yale for absolutely no reason, which, of course, <laughs> she is upset about this. And then on top of it, he went, Jughead, what is happening with this Baxter Brothers thing? I feel like they're really losing their way with it because Jughead had to go, <laughs> what was it, like the Baxter Council? I love The, the Baxter Brothers Council that is, they went into? That thing is how anything what? works. Which I know they must be doing, I, I mean, obviously I know that the Riverdale writers like know that that's not how you pitch a book. But it's still like I just know it's slightly so disrespectful yeah. to be like, yeah, you stand in a dark room in front of four shadowy figures and they just ask you your ideas and they say no no and then no, you can finally next. come up with one and then they're like that's a million dollar idea do it that's a million dollar idea and especially as someone that i have not written a book myself but i have many friends that have written books that's not not only how it works but you also don't just get a million dollars because you wrote a book um so he goes, to, that's what they're called. They're called the Baxter Brotherhood. And he goes to the Baxter Brotherhood in said shady room. And then he decides to pitch using his real life. He pitches the idea that his girlfriend, Tracy True's father is the Brown Hood. And they're like, we love it. But also, don't forget that this only happens dollars. after he goes to Charles, his brother, question mark, and says... Uh, tell me about some serial killers. And Charles is like, sure, go through my files. I'll give you my top 10 serial killers. And so that was just a little like reminder that Charles is there and that he inexplicably is an expert in serial killers. I just, what is going to happen with Charles? But this is also not even getting to, oh yeah. So then Jughead, so Brett calls out Jughead and was like, well, am I any worse than your boyfriend utilizing your family's pain in a Baxter Brothers novel? Which, you know what? He shouldn't have said it, but fair that she should know, because that's not his fucking story to write. And didn't he get into this fucking problem when he with T.T. and the beginning of The Serpents? Ah. You don't write somebody else's story. That's you true. You should know this. That's true. He did write somebody. He wrote T.T.'s um, grandfather's story, and then they were like, excuse me, fuck off. And it was like one of the few moments of Riverdale politics where I was like, good job, Riverdale. And then... Yeah, I, I, okay, so my confession, my watching him be like, oh, I shouldn't do this. I was like, come on, it's all fair. You've all lived through this bat shit. You've all had a I mean, really were, intense yes. few years. You all ran away from the serial killer in the woods together. You know, you all. That is true. So, like, 
it's it is true that it's Betty's story because it's her father, but also you know it's the whole town story. They've all gone through it. I I I, I didn't think it was that big a deal. Like somebody's got to write it, and he's a writer. I get that. But he he should have asked her first. He he definitely should have asked her first. And this is also out when it comes to the fact that like she's already heartbroken because she didn't get into Yale because her daddy is the Black Hood, and she also went to quote change her blood. By beating up his gravestone, which that, I was like, girl, you're not getting anywhere with this. How is this going to change your blood? But I feel like changing her blood is going to mean something down the line of her trying to distinguish herself from her daddy killer. You know what I mean? Yeah, and they're definitely, in terms of your theory that she is playing some sort of long game, Betty did seem, admittedly, Lily Reinhardt always just seems like completely, uh, unruffled by everything that is happening to Betty but like Betty did seem particularly like not at all upset that Alice Cooper once again sabotaged her future yes so that's I mean I don't know I don't know what's going on with Betty but I think that she is going trying to she's going to utilize Charles to take down this whole ring because now we know after Charles looked into Brett's life that his daddy his mean daddy paid for someone to take his PSATs for him, which is how he got into Yale, which again, I was like, oh, please, please don't bring the whole Lori Laughlin scandal oh, into the, like, excited. I don't know if I can <laughs> handle this because if that's what's going to end up happening is that there, are they going to try and put his father into jail for doing this? Which, I'm sorry, can I roll my eyes any harder? I don't want to fucking see it. Rip from the headlines. Do it in a steamier way. It's topical. I don't want topical in Riverdale. (laughs) I want more, like, I want another jingle jangle. Um, But that's, I'm sorry, I don't mean to have a little tantrum right now. (laughs) So now Betty and Jughead are upset with each other, which as they should be. But I'm worried about Jughead because I feel like Jughead really quickly as someone that has always been so non-conforming he is so easily given in to the quill and skull and to the stonewall prep and that and maybe it's just because he's getting everything he always kind of wanted but i feel like it's almost a little too easy until i just again with the, my eyes rolling when i love it i love it I, i'm battling i'm sorry guys i'm having like <laughs> such an internal struggle right I was, now i was gonna say um, i can't tell if you like this episode or hated it i i think it's because i i watched it alone and i think that watching this show alone really does change like because jeff and i laugh heartily at this show the entire time but by myself when like with the tickle tape i really was just like what are you doing like what does that mean yeah i agree watching the show like i used to watch the show like at night like with gideon and now i just like don't have time so i watch it like in the like cold sober light of day and by myself like on my phone and i'm like there's not the kind of revelry with the like a bad like the the kind of abandon of reality that comes with riverdale uh and so instead i'm just watching it i'm like this doesn't make any sense you know whereas (laughs) if you watch it at night you're like it doesn't matter that it doesn't make any sense maybe this is what we need to do maybe we need to take a step back everybody I'm, I'm, I'm talking to you too that we need to remember our joy from Riverdale 
and stop thinking about how it makes sense and start just remembering and enjoying how ridiculous it is because that's where our love started from. And I think it's time for us to recoup ourselves. You know what? I think it's because I was very upset with myself with how much I yelled about Hedwig and the Angry Inch on the episode this week. <laughs> it's going to be hilarious to watch them try and do it. It's going to be very funny. Yeah. Yeah. That said... Riverdale is significantly worse than it used to be. Like, I think that is an objective tr- truth that we have to just yes. say, and I'm sorry to put it in such explicit words, but it just is not as good as it used to be, you know? But then how do you feel, though, about Jughead challenging Brett to a formal duel <laughs> per the Quillen Skull rules about... Something like, if you make my girl cry, we got a duel. (laughs) And that, I guess they are doing, they are setting this up, I'm assuming is how Jughead dies, right? Except for the fact that part of the flash forwards earlier in this season, which maybe we just need to forget about it, is that (laughs) one of the four did it, right? Wasn't that like part of it? Like they are the ones covering up the body. They are the ones covering up what happened. Yeah, right. They were all in the woods, and now every flashback is them like standing over like Yale admissions documents and being like, "Oh, now what?" So, how is he going to die? Or maybe again, this is the changing of him writing his Baxter brother story. Who knows? I'm still holding on to that somewhere deep in the back of my brain. But um, can we just also mention? The hand-holding scene of Archie and Betty in the flash forward when they're talking about Jughead being dead. And so what they are saying is that possibly that they are going to have sex with each other. And you know what? Years ago, I was into Barchie. But now, (laughs) I'm not anymore. Yeah, I definitely saw there was a lot of stories of being like, oh my god, this episode implies that Betty and Archie are going to get together. I kind of see that you could read that hand-holding as just a old best friends comforting each other and holding hands over their dead mutual, you know? I guess that it is true. They're both going through a lot right then, Um, especially the highs and lows. But it certainly was suggestive of it. Yucky yuck. I do not want to watch their lips touch each other, even though, (laughs) again, lack of seeing a whole lot of teens lips lock. But at least we got a great Kevin makeout scene and we got an allusion to sex by Bughead, so I was into that. Yeah. But I want another great Veronica scene, because you know what? Um, well, I guess I don't want to talk about her like that. I like watching, I think because she's beautiful. And I think I would watch her especially, specifically have sex with Reggie. But <laughs> I think that, I just realized this now, but I think that what Riverdale has been missing, this episode particularly, and also last episode, not enough FP, too much Frank. I don't care about Frank Andrews. I want FP to be my fuck up daddy. You know, like we have a fuck up daddy. His name's FP. And then you turn him into a cop. I don't want cop FP. I want bad daddy FP, but like good daddy, but bad daddy. I miss Serpent FP. I do. I was into Sheriff Daddy and now I'm back because you're right. You're exactly. You know what? You're right. Maybe this is where my 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 fuffas are rough of. My fuffas are rough because I don't like his face. I don't like Uncle Daddy. We None of us trust him. And yes, we're talking about Fred Andrews, because which we didn't even know. I've been missing on Sheriff Keller. I've been missing on Mike Keller because I still think he is 
I think he's on par at like samesies with FP sexily in my mind. Yeah, I had never thought that he was hot until this episode. Mm, yeah, he's doing it. He is definitely yeah. doing it for me. And so he has been the foreman of Andrew's construction this whole time since the death of Fred Andrews. So now Frank Andrews, which you know what? Is the beard fake? <laughs> Is that what the problem with his face is? There's something with this beard that I don't like. Yeah, there's something. I just keep thinking, is this some guy that I'm supposed to know who he is? The way that the the way that uh, Edward Edgar Evernever was the guy from One Tree Hill. Like, I keep thinking, like, why do I know this guy? But I don't think I know him. I've looked him up twice. No, I've never, <laughs> I, I don't know who he is. I keep thinking he looks like Steve Zahn. And I know he's not Steve Zahn, <laughs> but in my head, he's Steve Zahn. I think he's slightly better looking than Steve Zahn, actually. Whoa. <laughs> but I would say that Steve Zahn is more talented than he is. And not that I mean, this could be a writing thing. I'm not even sure. But Frank Andrews is, I, it, get rid of him. Get rid of him. He's now the foreman of, and he's being, he's being a bad foreman, and he stole $200, and Sheriff Keller was like, he stole $200, and Frank's like, I didn't steal it. Oh, wait, I did borrow it, but I borrowed it so that I could gamble to make more money so that everyone could get a Christmas bonus, but like, so you gambled $200 and you made $10,000? I don't think he's that lucky. And, like, the thing with Frank, it's like, so he is Fred Andrews' brother, and we know that because everybody all grew up together, and so, like, uh, Sheriff Keller is like, uh, he's been bad since he was born. So, like, there's not going to be some big reveal, like, he's a fake brother, which is what I keep waiting for. Like, he's definitely the real brother, right. but they keep implying that he's hiding something, and he's going to keep us guessing, but it's now it's coming out, it seems like he's just going to be, like, a slightly disappointing uncle daddy who like fucks up a lot but it's trying his best yeah it's just like yes you know it's not like i i wanted him to be a fake brother or to be sexier but he's neither of those things he's neither of those things except i will say i got a little overheated watching him and sheriff keller throw <laughs> bows at each other because i was like yeah yeah but in my brain because i have a problem it's like kiss you should kiss at the end of it maybe that's what it is that you guys had a long lost relationship that we didn't know about now you're gonna start kissing and i was saying this aloud to myself while <laughs> watching it. i do wish we could watch together in person i think that would solve a lot of our problems i really think that it would because it, again it's like watching it horny and alone is not good for me it's not it's not it's not good for my mental health I'm worried about myself. On top of the fact, which we haven't even talked about, of course. So now Veronica and Cheryl are in cahoots. So oh, this whole time, the tickling tape was just a small part of this episode. Microscopically small. Yes. To the point that I feel like no, like no one would even talk about it in a recap. But I can't not think about it. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. It's taking over my brain. So Cheryl and Veronica are now in cahoots because, oh, we forgot to do our maple our maple syrup with rum combination this morning. I know. I know. I didn't. I don't think I'm stocked in the house enough. I got to go get a thing of rum. Honestly, I just I need the maple syrup. See, this is where, <laughs> again, if we were doing this in the same room, these would really all come hand in hand. So now, as we, if you guys remember, Veronica and Cheryl, which they went to Dr. Beaker, Dr. Beaker, who was their science teacher, to say, I like hey, this hey, scene. Hey, 
I know that we are underage. And when they're like, do you like rum? And they're being all sexy with Dr. Beaker. And he's like, um, what did he say? He's like, yes. He said, he said, uh, never during school hours and never with students. <laughs> Which, you know what? He might be the smartest parent or te- like adult I've ever seen on this show. Him and Molly yeah, Ringwald. I, I, I love that scene because he was just like, I'll analyze your rum composition for you, but I don't fraternize with the with the children. And I think that was very responsible of him. Which is good. It's for the best, Dr. Beaker. And didn't you call him, like, Dr. Ugly Man? Like, whatever Cheryl said was very bad. I just remember that. Yeah. And she... So they... Don't worry. The science teacher looked at the makeups of both of the rums to make sure... That they're not going against as if he knows about the copyright laws of, like, when it comes down to the makeup of something that people are selling. Um, He said that it's different enough. So Hiram can't do anything about it. So they go and they have a sexy dance party at Le Bon Nuit where they're they're not selling the rum. They're giving it away as samples while they they sell their mocktails. Which was admittedly a stupid fucking idea. It's so stupid. It's a bunch of underage people drinking. It's illegal no matter what. What are you talking about? They can't stop us from giving free samples even though we don't have a liquor license. They definitely can. And then and then when Hiram Lodge storms in, she's like, just because you're the mayor of this town doesn't mean you can revoke my business operation license. And it's like, actually, this is, many times your father is over-exercising his power. But in this case, this he case very much has right. the power to do this. You are a bunch of underage girls <laughs> selling fucking rum to other children. So Even though they had quite the sexy sequin dance party, then they, um, of course, so Hiram breaks all the bottles of the rum. And so what did they decide to do? Which this is another one where I have to laugh because I was getting genuinely upset. They're like, okay, we can go back to the brothel that my mom used to run. Why don't we set like have a speakeasy there? Which that's actually a good idea. But they're like, oh, yeah. we need someone to be here all the time. You know who we should unearth? bad mommy that lives under the ground (laughs) so what do they do they clip 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 clop they go under the ground they go get bad mommy and they say bad mommy you don't want to live under the ground don't you want to live back in the brothel as if they're going to be able to control her even though they think that they are because apparently they put a tracking device on her they put a tracking device they take her out of the teen sex bunker and cheryl's always delightful artful turns of phrase they take her out of the teen sex bunker they put her into the brothel as a as a kind of prisoner slash warden of the brothel slash now it's not a brothel anymore it's a rum social club but they're using the client lists of all the horny brothel people to who, who they just assume are rich and will want rum which again smart um and uh because i guess it was like all the most powerful men of riverdale that went to the brothel uh and they put like a kind of phantom of the opera mask on penelope she looks exactly like penelope but they're like don't reveal your identity mother (laughs) so she now has to run this underage rum speakeasy while wearing a mask, while dressed exactly the same as she used to be, in the brothel that she used to run. Um, so that's kind of fun for her. And uh, now everything's <laughs> great. Which, of course, it's not going to be great. I just, I really, 
I know I've hated storylines in the past. And even though, you know, now Archie is not at the community center, he's not boxing, he was back to football, but now he also has to have his boots on the ground by running Andrew's construction while going to school. Even that's not bothering me as much as the rum and the way they drink rum straight. (laughs) Constantly. They are drinking neat. Do you call it neat if it's rum? I don't even know. I don't know that much about rum. They're drinking room temperature rum at all times. All the time. Every meeting, they got a shot of rum. I used to be quite, quite the drinker. And I could never just sip on rum. Granted, I guess I wasn't drinking nice rum. But, like, is I'm sure there's a level of rum that you don't mind just sitting around drinking at room temperature. But I've never met one. Yeah, this actually, I, I, I hate to admit how much this... ridiculous obscene Riverdale obscenely unrealistic Riverdale plotline has me thinking about like good rum because I'm like what what do you really like there's probably it's probably like you can probably like sit and taste delicious rum I only rum has never been an alcohol that I drink a lot of I've only ever had you know mojitos and rums and cokes and that's it and so it does have me being like ooh nice rum I wonder what that's like I mean I guess maybe we should get into rum maybe it's 2020's year of the rum and uh usually it's just a little too sugary and viscous for my taste but I say that, but I also like Jaeger. So I don't know. Maybe I'm just not giving rum a fair shot. And you like Fireball. And I like Fireball. So maybe, you know what? Pretty, maybe pretty I'm Pretty sugary wrong. and viscous. Oh, no. Maybe <laughs> I'm about to become a rum head. And it's all because of Riverdale. <laughs> Decades from now when people are like, oh, how did you become somebody who exclusively drinks rum? And you'll be like, well. Let me tell you a story. It all started when Hiram Lodge took away the patent <laughs> for Veronica. <laughs> Um, there, you know what, exactly. Oh, this this is kind of fun. So apparently the host of the quiz show is portrayed by Maddie Finocchio, who played the evil ice cream man in The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, which, I don't know, did I tell you, um, that I started watching it? I'm giving it a fair shot. I'm doing it. Are you watching either Nancy Drew or Katie Keene? Because they, those are also, uh, I don't know if Nancy Drew is technically in the same universe, but they are all in the kind of oeuvre of Riverdale. I have not watched those yet because I'm still just trying to, because like, honestly, in my brain, I was like, I can only handle one of these, but I'm, so I'm adding on Sabrina because I think I need to just give it a better shot. And also because they have crossovers this season, apparently. It is the same universe as and Riverdale. It is, yeah, right? because like Greendale it's... is the community right next to Riverdale. And okay. next episode, Katie Keene, Lucy Hale, is going to be on Riverdale. Ah. So they're starting their crossovers. So that's more of like the fashion side of this oeuvre, and I don't know if I'm into that. Uh-huh. But I guess this is a question for you guys. Have you guys been watching Katie Keene? And I have not heard word one about this show. Is it something that we should check out and that you think will enhance our Riverdale lives? I mean, I miss Josie a lot. I miss, I miss Josie. How are they going to do Hedwig without Josie? How are they going to do Hedwig without Josie? I don't know. I don't know how they're going to do it. And you know... Who I miss also is the fucking Pussycats. Like, remember that super hot ass woman oh whose name was. Oh my God, the one that dated Archie for a while? Yeah, like I miss <gasps> those talented ass Pussycats. Now we don't have enough singing talent in Riverdale. It is. You're right, because 
Cheryl is good. Obviously, they're all fine, but none of them have the powerhouse that I'm looking for if they're going to continue to do musicals. Right. Kevin is good too, but he doesn't even he doesn't even have I think what it is is that um I think that maybe they're still getting used to singing in a studio where it's like I feel like they're not singing with the confidence that I I require. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I agree. But yeah, so yeah. I really think it feels a little canned. Yes. And I really think that um having Penelope Blossom run a Maple Club is not is running the Maple Club is not gonna become a problem. I think it's going to be fine. <laughs> I don't think that giving her that kind of uh, leeway is going to be an issue in the slightest. Especially because she's famous for poisoning people. Interesting. And now she's just dispensing small amounts of liquid all about the town. <laughs> oh, my God. Is she going to poison all of the rum and then like all and then the entire town is going to be poisoned? If they even remember that that is an aspect of... Penelope Blossom's character, <laughs> then perhaps. But honestly, who knows? <laughs> Thank you guys for joining us this week. Um, it, you know what? It's a wild ride, and I love having the opportunity to talk about it because I would probably fall off if we didn't do this every week. Yeah, agree. Because it's like it's like if you watch Riverdale and then you don't scream about it into the void, did you even watch it? Did you even it? watch it? I think that this I think it's an important part of it's why I was talking with my roommate about it and she was like, That's why I fell off. She's like, You had gotten ahead of me and at that point she's like, I can't watch it alone. I just can't bring myself to watch it alone. Yeah. But it is fun when we have times like this. So that's what we have to remember. As long as you have someone to talk to Riverdale about, just you know what? Hit us up. Yeah. Slap some theories at us. You know that we love it. Yeah. No, it's true. I it's it's and it has to be a social experience. You can't do it alone. Also shout out shout out to the person I don't want to dox you, is that the phrase? That hit me up on Twitter, which I <laughs> loved this. Um they wrote Forgotten Riverdale stuff. Tangerine, which yes, when they were saying like the tangerine three times and then they would go into their fugue state. Oh yeah. The hidden camera in Jughead's room at school. Oh my god, yes. I totally forgot about I that. I also completely forgot about which on uh, on top of that that also adds into the computer that Brett bought him. Right? Yes. So is he being com- is he being controlled by them? That's why I want I took a, the picture of this tweet. Is he being controlled by? I don't know. Wow. And I think that that is a very fun way that this could go. Those are two really important pieces of information that I had completely forgotten about. Completely forgot about. And they also wrote, and I bet the new laptop Jug got has spyware on it. And yeah, and why is Archie back working? He has so much other shit to do. Which, (laughs) yes, that is, I mean, he shouldn't be working. But, yes, I completely forgot. And then, uh, so it's... The camera that's inside Jughead's room and also the camera that is watching all of the houses at night, which they've brought that up two or three times. So that has to come back at some point. But I still think all of it has to do with Charles and the one that's been looking into everybody in the town. I think it has to do with Charles. Definitely. All roads lead to Charles. And also he's a serial killer expert. So there's going to be some sort of serial killer element. Oh, my God. What about my brother? My brother still he loves serial killers, too. <laughs> 
Oh my God! So I, that's something else that Betty Jughead and I have in common. We have a brother that loves <laughs> serial killers. You're basically dating Jughead. Oh my God, I am. He's a good kisser. I love you guys so much. Thank you so much for joining us on this week's episode, season four, episode eleven, quiz show. And we never have to watch because it's done. They did it all in one episode. We never have to watch them do a quiz show ever again. Which I'm fine with. <laughs> I'm fine with that. I won't miss it. We love you guys. We're so excited about our move to Spotify. This show is going Spotify exclusive on Valentine's Day, which is obviously February 14th, 2020. And you can get all our new releases of Riverdale Roundup and the whole backlog of Riverdale Roundup. If you're playing catch up, they'll all be on Spotify exclusive. And if you haven't tried Spotify, it's free to download and use on any device. No credit card needed. So you can get as much Riverdale content as you can possibly imagine. Because all of our episodes are already over there. Just simply search for our show in Spotify to start listening for free. You can download all the episodes offline. You don't need to be online to listen. You can, If you have a free account, you can get all episodes for offline listening. And you can listen to all your favorite podcasts and music all in one place. Listen to Riverdale Roundup, free on Spotify. I'm gonna kiss them all. <laughs> This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Ever been to Delaware? If not, now is the time to visit. You'll find a lot of fun in a little state. Since you can drive anywhere in the state in a couple of hours, you'll spend less time driving and more time enjoying. Explore from the bays to the beaches, stroll the boardwalks, and have an oceanside bonfire. Get a taste of Delaware at one of the award-winning restaurants and enjoy a local craft brew. See the first state's unique historic landmarks and experience Delaware's endless discoveries. Plan your adventure today at visitdelaware.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.